about that cigar? How about that cigar? Guys, it's our favorite night of the week. Welcome to episode number 53 of How About Ooh. That Cigar Live. We are here in Minnesota in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, as always, brought to you by Drew Estate, and they would like to unveil the 2020 Herrera Esteli TAA exclusive release. It is a 6x52 Toro featuring a rich Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, bold Brazilian Matafina binder, and lush Nicaraguan fillers. Blended by Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera exclusively for the TAA, this cigar is a testament to the complexity and quality behind the Herrera Esteli line. This line and all of the other TAA exclusives, pack, or sorry, uh, the Herrera Esteli TAA exclusive is packaged in 12-count boxes with a total of 800 boxes produced. For more info on that, please visit DrewEstate.com. Garrett, how's the lockdown treating you? What? Wait, what? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i don't even know what day it is the Dude. the other day i saw i've seen so many posts about this but you know on social media but it seriously feels like it is the uh it, it it's like the covid teens of quarantine quarantine quarantinuary whatever yep. it's yeah i don't even i seriously over the weekend i didn't even know what day it was I almost went on Saturday morning to go log onto my computer and fire up the VPN and go start working because I literally didn't realize it was Saturday. It uh, it totally throws you off. Yeah. I mean, my my schedule, my everything, and then you know, anytime you're working with uh, a family within your house, yeah. it's just crazy. So I. So where we're sitting right now for the podcast, for, for those of you guys watching and listening, this is actually the same setup that I use, uh, not the cameras and all that stuff, but this is basically where I work. This is my home office, too. It's a little corner of my garage, and I've got a bunch of monitors and you know my computer and everything set up here. So this is actually where I work during the day, too. But I, uh, you know, so my I've got my three kids in there working. My wife, Amy, is also inside working during the days. And so we're all in this house together, you know, doing, everybody's got their own classwork. My wife, in addition to working full-time teaching online through this new experience that we all have to learn about, she is also uh, getting, finishing up her master's degree program. So she's, uh, you know, she's a superhero basically, but she's, you know, uh, we're all just working so incredibly hard. And, you know, for those of you out there, we've talked about it for the last couple shows. Um, just be safe, stay, you know, um, you know, do the whole social distancing thing and just be safe. Um, you don't know, lick, don't lick doorknobs, don't lick doorknobs. Wouldn't that's, do that. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Wouldn't do that. Um, if you're going to make sure it's organic, organic, uh, free range, cage free. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, stay safe, um, you know, keep smoking your cigars and enjoying that. Do a lot. There's a lot of VHERFs, whether it's Zoom or Facebook. You can get together with people, you know, and still enjoy good conversation, good drinks, good cigars. Uh, so keep doing that, guys. Get out there on social media in your, in your local groups or even some of these international groups. Uh, get together and smoke with people because mm -hmm. uh, we don't want this cigar culture that was already kind of on fragile ground you know we we don't want the cigar culture to decline in any way let's let's turn this into you know turn the lemons into lemonade and make this you know something that actually strengthens the cigar culture instead of uh instead of weakens it 
Um, so, guys, we want to get into our feature segment. We got a great line of lineup of guests tonight. Before we get into that, let's talk about the company that sponsors our feature segment every week, Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com. They are the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. At Corona Cigar Company, they take pride in being cigar fanatics just like you and me. And there you will also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Cor- Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSunGrown.com. So, guys, those of you watching and listening, as always, take a second, share this out to your favorite Facebook cigar groups. If you have any questions or comments, leave those, and we're going to put those up on screen as as we go along. Um, this this night was pretty sweet. We've got not one, not two, but we've got three special guests on the show uh, every year. They have a special you know festival that they put on for the last couple of years, and they call it La Zona Palooza. And it seemed only fitting to me that we call this night, we call this episode number 53 of How About That Cigar, that we call this Quarantina Palooza. So please, from Espinosa Cigars, please welcome to the show Eric Espinosa, Jack Tarano, and Hector Alfonso Sr. Gentlemen, welcome to Quarantina Palooza. Quarantina Palooza. I like it. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's been four, not two. It's been four. Okay. <laughs> so, so we we appreciate you guys being on the show. I know you guys have had a lot of time on podcasts and VHerfs and things going on in Facebook for the last couple of weeks. Um, how are you guys? I can't hear you guys. How are you guys holding up during all this? Uh, you know, all this craziness that we're uh, that we find ourselves in right now. Eric is saying you can't hear us. I, I can't hear. You can't hear us, Eric. Anything? Nothing. <clears throat> You can't hear me, Eric. Don't you know what? All right, hold on. I'm going to do this. And he's gone. Really? <laughs> now can you hear there us? There he is. Eric, are can you, you back now? Bro, I don't hear. <laughs> you can't. He can't hear us now. <laughs> this, is, this is live, people. This is what happens when yep. you when you're live. We've uh, been we've been we've been talking for half an hour without a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, before we went live, we've seriously been talking for. Yeah, I was just going to suggest that he drop out and come back in, and hopefully that will take care of it. <laughs> he did. He did say if he dropped out, we'd probably lose him. Yeah. Well, well um, let's let's get started by. Um, I want to tell you guys what we are smoking. Eric, um, Garrett was kind enough to uh, provide us with some lovely cigars this evening, and you guys probably recognize. 93 rated war zone. The 93 rated. 93. Oh, uh, let me get this out of the way. The just top Cameroon in the industry this year. The top Cameroon industry this year. I'm just saying. Yo, what, let me. you know? As soon as we started, bro, I, I got a phone <laughs> yeah. call. Messed everything up. Oh, I'm you got here. What's his problem, bro? So you got a phone home. call, and that's what killed your audio. That's what killed my audio. I don't oh, know man. why. I had to get off and get back on. What did I miss? Oh, we were there smoking the war zone. Yeah, we're smoking, fire, about to fire up the war zone right now. Nice. You got you got ninety three reasons to light it up tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the war zone and and uh, the the history. 
You want me to go or you, who do you want to go? It's Espinosa Cigars. Come on, player. Come on. Let's go, no, you, baby. You, you, you know, it's funny. Us, uh, us three, we had a, each of us had a big part in it because, you know, Jack had a relationship with General and, you know, and uh, Hector blends our cigars. And, uh, um, you know, they want to do a collaboration uh, with us and all that. And uh, I've never worked with Cameroon. Hector's never worked with Cameroon. And uh, Justin Andrews, uh, he's the one that does um, Diesel. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, great guy. Um, you know, he wanted to do something together and, uh, we had never worked with that Cameroon before, you know, and there's, there's a couple of versions of the Cameroons out there. We wanted the, the, the best possible camera we can get. Now this stuff ain't cheap. This stuff is expensive, you know, and, um, they wanted a, a Cameroon cigar. So, um, you know, we decided, you know, we went down there, you know, um, uh, they were, they were impressed because the guy that does our cigars, you know, our partner down there. You know, he's been making him and his dad. They've they, they got about about seventy years of experience. You know, making cigars, and uh, they went down there. They were amazed on everything we were able to do. You know, he didn't even need a uh, uh, he didn't even need a, a roller, a mold, anything like that. You know, when we were making the cigars, and he's freaking everybody out. You know, and um, <laughs> and uh, it took us a while. It took us a while to blend that because we've never uh, you know we've never used that wrapper before. It was the first time uh, I ever used it, Hector ever used it uh and through the relationship that jack put together with us you know and this is what we created and we were static i mean they, they chose us you know it, it's very flattering you know big companies like that you know and, mm-hmm. and, and it was great you know they they sold out of it you know quickly um of course they have a huge distribution look we're no dummies here look uh um you know, for us, for them to make us a cigar, for us to distribute it, they have so much bigger channels of distribution than we do. So I told them, look, we'll make it, you guys distribute it, you know? And so it worked out, you know? And uh, and you never know, you know, after this 93 rating, you know, and the Cigar Aficionado, hey, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, a maybe, maybe might be, you know, because <laughs> it's a limited thing, you know, and maybe we could do another size or a limited yeah. size. I don't know. I don't know what could come out of this, but well, it, it was that's one of the things I've heard about from other people who've worked with Cameroon before is because it's, there's, it's hard to get your hands on it. And so therefore a lot of times you're, you're going to be limited in the amount of sticks that you're going to be able to roll, you know? Yeah. But I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. We were lucky. I mean, we're not, we're dealing with general. I mean, general has general has tobacco. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. probably going to be the understatement of the show tonight. They have tobacco uh, for, for us, you know, like, like Eric said, uh, the continuity of the relationship with Jack coming from general, uh, Eric being Eric, you know, uh, fostering the, the negotiation and, 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 and charming the, charming the pants off of, you know, and they were, they were ecstatic to work, very happy to work with us. And, and we were too, I mean, and, and a chance to work with, with tobacco I've never worked with before was great. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, it really worked out for all of us and it's, uh, you know, and it's not just the three you have on here, you know, our sales team, uh, you know, our, our sales team, upsettingly because it, they couldn't get a chance to sell it because it was a general general sold it uh junior who worked on the uh on the on the concept of the art and the, the, the design stuff finding the artist i'm telling you it was uh it, it was a big change for us because we're a small company we make small we make quick and fast decisions they're uh they're a little bit bigger than we are but you know it, it really it was it was good it coalesced very well but they were very happy. they were great about it though the truth is it was a pleasure working really with were. them you know the ones that gave us the more a little bit more hard time was was actually the factory, which you know, is, even though they own the factory, but you're not dealing with the higher ups in general down in the factory, you know. Um, 
because they got to make cigars too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but, uh, you know, dealing with all the guys in general, I, you know, I didn't think it would be, it would go down that easy, you know, that, that uh, work that smooth, you know, cause you know, they're more like corporate America, but all the decisions, you know, everything we showed them, let's go. You like it? Yeah, we like it. Let's roll with it, you know? And and it was a big success, you know, and it opened a lot of doors for us. And and vice versa. Listen, there's boutique uh, stores that don't carry their product, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot less of those stores that, that don't, you know. But it, it it opened doors for us. It really did. It. And uh, you know, yeah. those guys uh, that they, they came, you know, because we went to the TPE. There was guys that I never know who they were, you know, stores. Oh, you you the guy that made that war zone. I'm like, Wow, bro, that's great, bro. I that thing flies off my shelf and stuff. I, I want to get more. And I said, well, you got to talk to those guys, not, not me. I mean, we just made it, and, you know. We didn't sell it. And know? even even I'll the rollout you, was good. I'll tell you the, the the funniest thing today when I saw the ninety three rating and last year I was a part of it for the first time. Espinosa has three top, really top fifteens in cigar aficionado in the last five years. That's right. So I was right. I was a part of that losing sleep in mid December when the ratings were coming out daily. Yeah. You know, we ended up with, with number 11 with Habano. And my first thought today when the 93 came out, okay, there goes sleep in December. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be it, sweating it, it again in December, which is a lot of fun. Just, it's not just losing sleep. It's that my stomach is killing me. You know, I haven't been able to, <laughs> I'm not hungry or I can't keep it down. It's it's ridiculous every year. But, hey, you know what? It's a good problem to have. I'm sure oh, yeah. we, we, we won't trade it for anything right now. No. And let me tell you what, the Warzone rollout was great, too. We rolled out Warzone right in the middle of Zonapalooza. When we had mm-hmm. the majority of the media guys there, we, and we had all the, the, the biggest social media guys that, that are, that are uh, brands, that are, that are big supporters of our brand there. I mean, I, I have no doubt, and I can say this honestly, that we own, we own, the, uh, we own social media. For Why don't you guys go to Zonapalooza? Well, we Hector was very kind to give us an invite last year. We couldn't we couldn't make it happen just because we're you know we're we're one of the newer guys out there in cigar media, and we uh, you know still getting our feet under us. But uh, if if the invite's still open, we would love to uh, you know join you guys this year. So we'll. Uh, it, 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 yeah. it all it all depends on the corona. Yeah, right. exactly. And, 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 and I'm not talking about your sponsor, Corona, the store. I'm <laughs> it's Rona, our buddy Rona. Rona. Yeah. I'm already, I'm already working it out. They're, uh, we're gonna, they can sleep in Coop's car at least if they can't find a room. <laughs> they can, they can sleep in Coop's car. We'll so it'll it be work. all cool. Uh, we'll make it work. So, do you guys have a favorite Vitola in, uh, in the war zone? Well, there, yeah, there's, a, there's only one. The, no, there's no, there's two. There's, there's fifty-two. I mean, I like, I like the. Believe it or not, I like the Toro, but the Robusto seems yeah. to the 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 Robusto seems. Yeah, to I like, I like, the, I like the Robusto. I'm usually a Toro guy, but I like the Robusto more. Hey, hey, here's yeah. the thing: what happened to us? What what happened was that we made the samples all in Robustos. Okay, uh, not the samples for them to taste, the samples that they handed out to all the reps. So we had a lot more Robustos than we had the Toro. Um, outside of Nicaragua, I didn't taste the Toro. You know, I, I never even got to taste it because the order came in and went out. And, um, you know, until I, I got it in, in a store. But, um, you know, um, I had tried it when we were making it. But outside of that, we smoked more Robustos than anything else. And I guess that's the one I like the most because we smoked so many of them. You know, so that's what happened to me. I don't know about you, Hector. Yeah, Jack. I, 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 I like the Toro. I'm just the Toro. But it shows you, just like in life, an inch is a big deal. 
Did you see? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I, don't have a, that, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no, but it's this. This is the backward. This is where one, uh, the smaller one, got the better. The smaller, it, the one with less inchage, got better ratings. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> hold on. Let me call my wife a second. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> so we got no, no, don't come. Don't embarrass me. Stay away. <laughs> we, got a, we got a question from a viewer here. Quentin wants to know, is this a one and done? I assume he's talking about the uh, uh, the, the war zone. zone. Is it a one and done or will there be future products? And probably I think he's referring to future uh, projects with with general uh, partnering with them in, in some way. I'll answer well, that. Listen, the, the truth is, uh, uh, yes, it, it is a one and done. That's the way it, it worked out, you know, those sizes. Look. You know, um, knowing those guys there, you know, uh, integrity is, is a lot. So we said that, uh, you know, um, that we're not going to, you know, that, you know, now if we do other sizes, you know, maybe. Well, why not? You understand? If, if it worked, do you understand what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. Continue doing it. But, um, you know, that's what we actually talked about that today. You know, if it's up to me, I mean, look. We did tell everybody it was a, a limited, but it was only limited because that that was the deal. It, it's not that we couldn't get tobacco for it because we can't get that Cameroon. They're the only company I think in the world that has that 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 quality grade. You know the real stuff. And you see those, and and I forget the guy's name, Jack. Do you remember the guy that did the uh, seminar at Lazona Palooza? Um, I wish I did. I, I always forget his name, but he he was spectacular, and he showed us how he grew in the. You know, and these uh, and these little huts where people lived and all that, where they where they grew the tobacco. And if you see it, it's got like this little white speck. Some of them do, you know, uh, on the wrapper outside. And um, you know, and and we said it was going to be a limited. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, but uh, you know, it's nothing's on concrete. Ernest, yes, Justin just yep. texted me. It was yeah, Ernest. Yeah, Ernest, great guy, very very knowledgeable guy. And yeah. there's Justin Andrews. There's Justin there's, Andrews. And there's Justin. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. He, Is he, there going to be another one, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to put him on the spot or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, no, America, no, no, America no, no. wants to know. America wants to know. <laughs> I, I took Justin. He, he he played like semi-pro ball. We took him to play a softball game, and he struck out twice. I don't know what happened. He was having a bad day. Well, he's used to hitting the smaller ball, not the bigger ball. So we'll give him a pass. It's all right. Um, so what does it what does it look like for you guys? Um, actually, before I get to this question, I want to I want to ask Jack because I can't remember if you've have you crossed over the one year mark with your uh, since yes. you went to Espinosa. Okay, so so obviously coming to Espinosa, you know, working for different places, um, you know, with with different there's different cultures at different companies. People do things a little differently, things like that. You know, what do you, what did you do to hit the ground running when you got to Espinosa as far as, you know, working with the crew that was in place and, and, and uh, you know, putting your contributions into a company that was already, you know, really making good, uh, making good cigars? And, 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 you know, how did you fit into that company culture when you got to Espinosa? Well, I mean, getting, getting back into the boutique world, uh, it was a pretty easy transition. I mean, uh, Eric is a, is a yes guy, and if it's a good idea, let's go with it. Uh, there's not a lot of red tape. There's not a lot of different layers of people that you have to get approval from. Um, this was my first time as in, in the role of national sales director, so 
I had to hit the ground running trying to, you know, we, we immediately had a national sales meeting and, you know, throughout the year we made a few minor changes, but we had a pretty solid team. And I think we've got, got a pretty solid team moving forward once, uh, once Rona decides to exit the picture. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, listen, Espinosa's where I wanted to be for a long time. Eric knows that. I mean, uh, you know, when Charlie sold the company in 2014, my first phone call was Eric for various reasons. But, you know, at that time, it wasn't looking for a job, although it was in 2016. And then it was again in 2018 when I saw the writing on the wall with General. You know, I, I always there was really no other company I wanted to go work for. But 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 Espinosa, I'm, I'm very, uh, very fond of Eric. It's funny. We sat down with uh, Toronto. We were going to make a cigar for them uh, before. Yeah. And then when Hector and I were on our way there to. We had the samples and stuff, and Jack called us. Don't even come, dude. Uh, they showed the company. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we'll turn back around. I mean, yeah, the, me- the, the actual the actual meeting was that afternoon. Oh wow! The one thing the one thing that was missing from Toronto's portfolio was a, a nice strong cigar. So we tapped into Eric and Hector and Espinosa to 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 make a cigar for us. And we had gone through a few stages and. We had a, we had one of the final meetings coming up at one one o'clock that afternoon, and at eight in the morning, the bomb was dropped on us. And uh, oh, and, yeah. and I I went to my office and called Eric, and it's like, yeah, don't don't come. <laughs> <laughs> abort, 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 abort. Um, so. Well, with so with projects like you know working together with with General on a project and working with some other, you guys have done a lot of collaborations with um you know other groups it could be a media group it could be you know somebody else in the business but where does where does the process start and how do you guys approach something when you're when you're going to start working with another company whether it's whether it's general or aj or some of the cigars you guys make for dojo and stuff like that how do you guys approach collaborations like that well most of the times you know it, it, it comes to us you know, um, we're so busy, you know, that uh, for us to go out there and, and you know, and, uh, you know, and ask people because it, it's not, look, I'm a very prideful guy. I, I really am, you know, and, and we're doing fine, you know, outside this thing that's going on. But, um, you know, for me, I'm flattered when someone comes. I'm not that guy. I don't have an ego like like some of these guys out there. You know, we don't go searching or anything like that. Uh, but we have a lot of friends in the industry. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, the the general project probably happened. You know, I know Jack had a good relationship. You know, Justin's a phenomenal, uh, uh, you know, a phenomenal human being. And uh, and you know that came about just by sitting down talking. And that's the way things happen. You know. Uh, we, yeah. we never we never pressed the issue. They never pressed it. And they just said, look, you know, it happened. It happened. You know, sometimes, look, sometimes I, I sit back and I wonder, you know, I never wanted to have a factory and, 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 and we have a factory, you know, it's, that's not, you know, um, what I love to do is sell cigars. You, you know, that that's that's what I I was raised doing that. You know, my that's my forte is selling, not not blending, not making the cigars, not buying tobacco you know i they kind of throw you in all this you know so for us to go back people kind of seek us and it's not being conceded or whatever it's just it's, it's a true fact you know we don't go out there and tell anybody hey let me make a cigar for you that that's that's not us you know mm-hmm. um you know and, and anybody that comes look and there's people out there that hate me you can ask hector because uh i've had like two or three people approach me and you know and and they want to start off and uh you know, I, I love your cigars. Can you make me a cigar? And then this guy's not a store owner or anything like that. And I go, okay, so who are you going to sell it to? You know, 
uh, well, you know, I know a couple of shops. Okay, once you sell it to those two couple of shops, how are you going to continue selling the cigar? Do you have money to advertise? Do you have money to promote? Do you have a, a, an infrastructure? You know, I go save your money, bro. You're not going to succeed. We all know this is a tough business, you know? Yeah. Um, and I tell these guys, you're going to ask Hector. I've turned down, you know, these guys. I don't want to take anybody's money, you know, the hard work money. You know, and I ask people, how much do you have to invest? Oh, I got 50 grand. Okay, this is what you do. Go to Vegas. Put it on black or red. Go to the roulette. It's a guy on the shoot. Put it yeah. on black or red. Okay, if you if you hit it, now you got 100 grand. Okay, put it again. Now you got 200. Do it again. You got 400. Okay, do it one more time. And if you win again, now you got 800 grand. Come see me, and maybe you'll be successful. Because it's very hard. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, actually, it, it, he's it, actually it, being pretty kind. He actually told the guy to go to the top of the roof of the building. And just throw his money over the roof. <laughs> just throw it under the how much you got? Fifty grand? Just throw it, just throw it away. <laughs> you, you, you know, because yeah, somebody, somebody else would have just taken his money. You know, I, and, and, and that's not I'm not that guy, you know. Yeah. I can't you the know, guy the guy walked it, away but... like a he walked away like a broke dick dog, but you know, he's like he told me to throw my money away. He goes, He's doing you a favor, kid. He's doing, he's doing you a favor. Listen, well, there, there's a guy in the industry right now, I'm not gonna mention his name, phenomenal human being. He asked me. You know, uh, what did I think? I said, don't do it. Don't do it. It's it's a lot of hard work, a lot of time away from the family. And listen, the truth is, you know, uh, do you ever see, uh, you know, you don't see a U-Haul behind a hearse, never. You know, it's not all about money. you got to really like what you're doing, you know. Um, yeah. You know, if you want to make a quick buck, you know, go in the stock market. If you're lucky, you made the money, okay? So the guys in the industry, every time I see them at the, uh, you know, at the uh, – at the trade show or whatever, every time he walks by to me and he just looks at me, uh, and the first thing he tells me, I should have listened to you, and he keeps walking. You know, that's that's the only thing he, t- he tells me. I should have listened to you. Every year, every year he tells me the same thing. I should have listened to you, you know. And um, it is what it is, you know. It's, it's a wonderful business. We have a motto in the if you love what you do for a living, you'll never work a day in your life, you know. Well, let me, and, let me ask right. you this. this. This guy, and again, we don't have to mention any names, but – is he is he dejected? Does he say I should have listened to you because he's not making the scratch that he was hoping to make, or just because he's working so much? He's he's working so much, okay, and, okay. and it's and not it's a combination. It's a combination. Listen, we're building a business here. Okay, yeah. uh, I can tell you, you know, it's very hard to make money. By the time you pay, you know, your employees, uh, you pay the light bill, you pay travel expense, you pay this. I don't care what nobody says, and I'm not embarrassed to say this because, you know, it's tough. It's tough. You got to get to a level that, you know, that uh, when the when your phone starts ringing and you don't have to call people, then then you know you're semi-successful, you know? Yeah. It's easy to sell the first time because you walk in and people might – yeah, uh, you know, they might give you a pity order. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what we used to get sometimes. They might give you a pity order. Okay, here, dude, you know, whatever. And then most people tell you, well, when they start asking me for the cigars, I'll start carrying it, you know? And that's what happened in our industry, you know? Thank God we're, we're past that, you know? But but it's hard. And and you can make the best cigar in the world, the best cigar in the world, and it doesn't really matter. How yeah. are you going to promote it, you know, after you sell it to the two, three guys that you know? You know yeah. how you how are you going to continue selling that 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 cigar? Marketing, yeah. marketing, marketing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Eric and and Hector. This is for you too. When you know, let's go back early. And when did you? What what was the first thing that happened? Whether it was something big happened on Cigar Aficionado, 
or or you know one of the one of the biggest retailers in the country made a huge order something like that what was the first thing that happened that's that made you say to yourself i think we've got something here well i'm gonna i'm gonna jump ahead i'm gonna and eric won't admit it because he like he said he's a prideful guy but i don't give a fuck i'm ready i'm i'm at that point i'm ready to retire so i'm ready to start being honest all the time when we go to our first show there was there was some concern we had been, you know, we had been left, he had been left for dead again. And, you know, we didn't have a booth. We, uh, Eric had a, gr- a good friend who gave him a space in the booth. I gave him his booth and we were in the back. And, you know, it was a little, it was a little depressing, but they came. They saw, and, you know, when they saw him, bro, you're here. I didn't know you were here. And I, and I really thought, I go, you know what, this, we're going to, this is going to make it. And then I think, in my opinion, what our first tipping point was, was Abe giving us the bunker buster, which was our very first, you know, our big, our first big exclusive outside of our original lines. Yeah. And, you know, and after that, you know, then that was January of the, the, of the next year after we, we had started, but the show, we were very, I was very nervous going to the show. I didn't know what to expect. And Eric will tell you that the show was, he was nervous. I've never I, seen I, him. Nervous I, ever. I, I'll tell you the story of what happened because I don't know if you guys know my history, but I used to be a rep. I, I rep for many different companies. So yeah. We're going it was eight years ago. We're going, I think it was the Orlando show was our first show. Uh, was our right, first Hector? show was Orlando. Yes, sir. So I get there now. 10 o'clock comes around. Now, normally I, I have customers that I go and I, I take them to the Jewish state, the Rocky or whatever. Those are the companies I used to rep. And, um, you know, now I got to wait for the customers to come to me, you know, and my son's there. And again, I'm a very prideful guy and um, I'm sort of embarrassed. And I said, you know, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I figure I hide in the bathroom a little bit, you know? So when I started leaving the booth, there was a guy shows up, um, yeah, Gary Griffith. He used to be part of the, uh, of uh, LJ Zuka, you know? Yeah. He, yeah. he goes, Eric, where you at? Where's your booth? I said, over there. He goes, come over. I, I need some stuff. I said, okay. So, you know, he tells me, look, I, I need six boxes of everything. Just write it up. Six of everything you have. I said, wow, now you start feeling better about yourself. And then... And then this is a great story. And I'll tell you guys, and I, I, and I won't mention the name. So we had a, de- we, we had a decent first day. So um, we're, we're actually right in front of the Corona store uh, in, in Orlando. Because Jeff put a big tent out there, you know, AC and all that. So here comes one of the guys in the industry. He's like one of the biggest buyers at the time for one of the biggest companies. So he, he's a little drunk. He goes, look, I'm going to support you. I'm not going to support your... You're, I don't want like to mention names, but I don't want to support the other guy. Yada yada yada. Do you have a price list on you? I said uh, no. Uh, he says, "Well, you know what? Give me fifty boxes." No, he goes to me. Give me a. What was he told me? You no, know, no. Give me a hundred boxes of everything. Hundred yeah. boxes of everything. Give me a hundred boxes of everything. Yeah, this is a big catalog company. Give me a hundred boxes of everything. I said, "Okay, no problem." So now I feel great. You know, I, I feel like a rock star. You know, so. I go uh, the next morning. The guy shows up in the morning. So um, I'm sorry. I just got a text. So he tells me um, he comes in the morning and tells me, uh, bro, um, I was banged up last night. And I know I gave you an order. And uh, <laughs> he says, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, dude, fuck. So he goes, do you remember what the order was? I said, yeah, you ordered uh, 200 boxes of everything. <laughs> he says, "Can can we cut that a little bit?" I said, "What do you want to do? Can we do one fifty of each?" I said, "Yeah, okay, no problem." You know. So, uh, 
So I love it. So you know, ever since that, you know, uh, um, you know, um, you know, and then and the rest is history. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Now, Jack, do you remember the first time you met Eric? Uh, it, it, it was probably that Orlando show. I mean, uh, I remember the first time. So Hector was Hector. We used to do a lot of Toronto events in Miami and Hector used to come and sit. He'd just be sitting around. And one day I just started talking to him and, uh, Hector, you know, his nickname is Mr. Warmth. And, uh, and he, Hector has a great personality and we, we talked for about 10 minutes. He introduced himself and, and he says to me, uh, I looked at him and I said, you know what, dude, me and you are going to be friends. <laughs> and he was like terrified. <laughs> somebody I had somebody just, wanted to be I a just, friend. I had just finished seeing Oz. So you got to understand. <laughs> me and you are going to be friends, buddy. <laughs> and uh, and so I think I think shortly, I would probably already met Eric by then. You know, I remember going by. They had a little booth. Uh, very close to the Toronto booth in Orlando, and I and I think you guys even came by our tent parties or something. We were we were throwing we, some we tent did. parties. We yeah. went to that tent party. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, as as the years went on, Eric and I got closer and closer. And and Eric's one of those guys. I mean, Eric will tell you that it, that he's everybody. Everybody that gets shit canned calls Eric <laughs> for advice. I don't know why, I, but I've been does. I've it's, been that guy a couple of times. Anybody <laughs> anybody who gets fired in Miami ends up in our office. It's like the yeah. ASPC <laughs> fired from our people. It's like the unemployment line. <laughs> it's the truth. I don't know why. Eric is no nonsense, man. You you want advice from Eric. He's he's no bullshit. He tells you he yeah. tells it like it is. And 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 that dude know he knows more about this industry than anybody I've met. So so uh so uh, Eric's always the first phone call, and, and and I think we've been close for a long time. So I'm I'm very happy where I am. Awesome. How about the uh, Hector and Eric origin story? Oh, the Hector and Eric. Or, hey, Eric Hector's the top. Story. Hector, Hector, Hector gave me a ticket one time, and uh, <laughs> for speeding, and you know I didn't think I deserved it. You know I was only doing 19 miles. It's a balance over, over the speed limit. <laughs> No, Hector worked part time in a in a in a, in a shop in a, a cigar shop in Miami, and I would go in there and stuff, and we met, and then I, I took him down to Nicaragua one time. And uh, this guy sitting in the back, and I'm like, "Who is that guy?" And the guy tells me, "Oh, he's a rep." I go, "Well, shouldn't he be working like the the humidor or something like that?" He goes, "No, nah, he reps Drew Estate and Rocky Patel." I actually got to go over there and talk to him for a while. <laughs> so as we start, so as we're talking, as we you know, I Facebook friend him, and I'm like, "Man, me and him have a lot of the same friends." But not cigar friends, people from junior high. I'm like, how does? <laughs> so we, when we, he comes to the shop again. It, he we, in Miami. We lived in Carroll City. I lived on one high up. school, and I went to the other. But all the feeder schools, we had friends. That, we had friends that went to all of our feeder schools. So you know, it kind of it kind of went from there. And then one day, he just called me out of the blue, and. Hector Hector had a the hand in arresting history, you know? in arresting a lot of Eric's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I grew I didn't grow up in the best uh, na- 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 neighborhood, you know, and I, I, I don't mind, uh, you know, um, and, and, you know, I didn't have the uh, how would they say the the 
the best uh, uh, citizens, uh, you know, as friends growing up. Stuff, <laughs> role right? models. You know, the best yeah, role models. Yeah, I didn't have the best role models, you know. The Hector Noel model. Oh, yeah, I arrested that guy. In, <laughs> in, in, in 2009, I arrested that guy. And, you know, this and that. You know, you know it's funny. And I'm going to say it. I don't care. I know we're lying, but I'll say it. So they put Hector on the, the Fuente case when they when they stole the uh, the uh, the mm-hmm. container. Mm-hmm. And Hector goes to my room. I got to talk to you. I said, what's going on? Uh, they put me in the Fuente case. I said, oh, congratulations. He goes, do I need to worry about you? What the <laughs> fuck you got to worry about me for? <laughs> no, any of your friends and shit? No, bro. I don't know nobody. Fucking, how would I fucking know somebody who fucking did that? Yeah, he's go, like, he's go, like, go, go, do, go do your job, bro. I don't give a fuck. Uh, you know what the fuck you gotta worry about me for? Eric, Eric's like, but, I got brand new blends. <laughs> it, it tastes really similar to this one Fuente, but it's yeah, the fuck. How the fuck do I know? You know who the fuck did that? Fantastic. Huh. So I'm over here. I'm over here watching the. Uh, the questions coming through and Donald Waddell out of Huntsville, Alabama cigar room over there. He says that I need to laugh. I need to smile more. So I'm, I'm smiling for Don. Well, Waddell. Well, he's he's I, a good I, friend of ours. When I was first on, I, I, I saw the questions. Now I can't see them for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I'm, on the, I'm on a laptop and then the phone is oh, off to the side. Oh, yeah, okay. It's not as easy to see him on phones. Oh, yeah. okay. And when I first was on, I, I was just saying, but somebody else, what's yeah, when you couldn't hear us, when you couldn't hear us, yeah, when I couldn't hear you. It's funny. <laughs> uh, I've been with you guys for 30 minutes. As soon as it starts, yeah, Chad's, boom. I like Chad's call. question. Here we got a viewer question from Chad. What got you your start in blending? Hector. Hector. Uh, can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yes. 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 All right. My, my start went like this. Hey, uh, can you go to Nicaragua in four weeks? I go, okay, sure, let's go. He goes, no, you're going. And that's how it started. <laughs> it started just like that because uh, uh, Eric might not want to admit it, but Eric, Eric, uh, he's not crazy about traveling stateside. He's really not crazy about traveling to Central America. He, you know, ask him how much money it would take to get him to Honduras. Can you hear me? You couldn't you pay. Me? You, yeah. you, you, you couldn't not pay enough. me enough. You couldn't pay me enough money to go to Honduras. I used, yeah, it, it was, I, I started. I, I started a lot of these trips to factories and stuff. Back in the day, there was no trips, and I used to be the sales manager for Kareeb back in the day. Who Kareeb then became Camacho, you know, and they sold the Davidoff. But you know, Honduras is bad, man. And 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 I used to go, and not just as bad. The the airport there in Tegucigalpa is horrible. You know, the plane, the landing there, and and I said, look, I'm worth more, you know, stateside just just doing events and shit. So we said that, but we did it the right way. Look. My son works with us, but before my son came on board, I told him he had to work at a retail shop to learn different brands and all that, you yeah. know, and Hector no different. You know, Hector took one for the team because I told Hector, look, uh, one guy who I, I have a lot of respect for is Nick Belillo, uh, because he worked with a lot of different types of tobacco because Jewish State owned every single tobacco known to mankind. And um, and so I told Hector, look, go down there. And, and stay at, uh, Nick used to own a hostel. I don't know if he still does or not. Stay down there with Nick and, and, and pick his brain, bro. You know, we can learn and all that, you know? And then he did, you know? And then, you know, like everything, you know, you don't know a lot when, you, when you're starting, you know? And, yeah. and, he, and he learned and, you know, and, and I learned and, and, you know, and I think we've made some of the, some of the best cigars out in the market. Um, uh, you know, um, it's a matter of opinion, but uh, I love to cook. 
and um, I use good ingredients when I cook. I don't use cheap stuff, but you know, when you have a, you know, when you use good tobacco, you have a better chance of your cigar coming out better. No different than cooking. Yeah. When you cook and if you use good ingredients, you have a better chance of your meal coming out better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I've heard from so many people and I've been fortunate enough. Garrett hasn't been able to yet, but he will definitely someday. But I've been fortunate to be able to go to factories in different countries and see the process. And, and it's where did you go? So I've been to I've been to Nicaragua twice. I've been to Dominican Republic once. I've, I've been to. Uh, the factories in Nicaragua, I, I was at the Nicaraguan Cigar Festival in 2018. So I got to go to, uh, I mean, Placencia, my father. Uh, it was the second time I went to Drew Estates. Uh, I got to yeah. go to, you know, quite a few different factories, small and big and, and everywhere in between. Nice. And it's it's just so rewarding to see, you know, for a cigar nerd like me to be able to see the process and learn about, you know, a lot of this stuff that's... Um, just for for me and a lot of you know people who watch cigar podcasts and stuff like this they really appreciate the everything from the blending to this to the you know the marketing to the relationships with the customers to events to everything you know everything in between and it's it's really just cool to hear about you know the different because every company does it a little bit differently there's always going to be similarities because you know when you find something that works if it works for one company, chances are, depending on what it is, chances are it's going to work for another company too. But it's, it's, I just love, you know, learning about the little nuances that every company puts into their own brand mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being able to talk to guys like you about the way you put things together, you know, it, it, it makes people excited about the products that we get to sit down and smoke every day. Until, Look, I'll tell you this. I don't know how other companies work, but we have a lot of fun when we're, when yeah. we're on, our, our place is hilarious and you know if it's not trivia it's let me let me let me let me let me educate you on this and now the the newest <laughs> thing is uh sports sports challenges it's uh, we have a lot of fun we we really do have a lot of fun and it's and we started in an 800 square foot warehouse where the humidor took up three quarters of the warehouse and we were all on top of each other and you know what? You would figure that's the kind of that's the kind of situation where you'd be at each other's throats. We had a blast. We've we've always had a lot of fun working. Well, uh, until you don't go to the factory, you don't really understand. You know what is it that we do? And, and then people are oh, cigar ten dollars. How can a cigar cost ten dollars? Go to go to one of the factories, and then you'll understand why it costs what it costs. You, yeah, you know, they'll I mean, take they'll take that tour from seed to cigar, and you'll yeah, yeah, be yeah, blown yeah, away yeah, that they yeah, only cost ten dollars. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. after going to after going to factories, especially small factories, this was the I mean, big factories are one thing, but going to small factories, I I came home after seeing small factories for the first time where there's maybe 10, 12, you know, up to 20 people in there. And I think to myself, it's a miracle. These things don't cost 100 bucks a piece. Mm. You know, it really is. Mm-hmm. And so, Hector, you go down and uh, you talk with Nick Malillo. Anyone else that you kind of glean information from or you set well, up? It's, it's, you know, what uh, it's hard. You know, when Eric says pick, pick your, pick his brain, that was different because Eric had a relationship with the guys from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, uh, I've managed to foster some good friendships down there with other cigar manufacturers, but it's, you know, there's a fine line between talking tobacco 
and not crossing over into uh, so what are you guys doing that's different what are you you know right. you have yeah. to you have to keep that you have to keep that line clear but um i i think what's really helped me is that when i go down there i'm I, i'm just talking tobacco hmm. and you know if i'm not if i if i don't go over there to see to see Skip or to see uh, Esteban mm. or to or even talk to, you know, to talk to Carlos and his father who, who've got 70 years of experience, you know? And, yeah. and when I'm in town, when I'm in town, I'll, you know, I go to Will, me and Willie Herrera, have a cigar every couple of weeks at his house. And even at the shop, we've, the shop that I go to, my, my, my regular shop has become kind of a stop for guys in the industry. And, yeah. you know, the guys in the industry, when they're there, when they're around other guys, they want to talk tobacco. Look, uh, Eric will tell you just about Eric and Jack about a month, two months ago, before this thing really broke, two or three months ago, Dion was in town. And Dion doesn't do events, but Dion was in town and he went to the shop and we went there and, you know, Eric brought food and we hung out with him. And it just gradually, it's just, you just start talking about tobacco. Yeah. You know, tobacco and that tobacco. And and then, you know, when they start getting into the other aspects that I'm not really, you know, the, the, the sales stuff and, and shops, you know, that's kind of, I, I'm, I'm not, not that I'm not comfortable. It's just not in my wheelhouse, mm -hmm. but we're constantly talking. We're talking, constantly talking about the industry and the, I'm going to tell you, I've been in law enforcement for 31 years and I've heard and seen great things and have plenty of stores, but cigar stories are just something out of this world. And these guys, yeah. when these guys who, who used to be reps get together and they start talking and they start telling these stories, you just want to, you just pee on yourself. You know, <laughs> it's just hilarious. So here's a yeah. question okay. for each of you guys. Let's start with Eric. That I'm dumped. That's it. I don't if, have anything. Eric, if you had to, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, if you had to pick one of the cigars from your line, from your core lines, that was your Desert Island cigar, your Laurent, Desert Laurent, Island, Laurent, Laurent. Okay, Laurent. okay, that's yours, Hector. Uh, what's uh, yours? We lost Hector. Larange, uh, he says Larange because Larange is really Larange is our big hit. Are, no. Can you hear me, bro? You guys can't hear yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now we got you. This is some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larange. You got to you got to upgrade to the twenty gig program or something. Like that. I got yeah. For me, it's Murcielago because Murcielago meant a lot to Eric, and not being able to to do it right away because we didn't we couldn't get the material and it's a cigar that we that we reverse engineered to come out with you know that was a big deal so i'm i'm, I'm a really big fan of the musiello yeah uh jack what's yours cuba cubas uh you know you know we don't make cuba cubas i'm a i'm a connecticut i'm a connecticut guy so you know i ended up with the right company so, oh yeah, yeah okay. Caremos, my daily smoke. You know, uh, yeah. Eric's big on on. I think our portfolio is full of Connecticuts. You know, yeah, so, oh uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Crema <laughs> for me. I can smoke that all day long. Okay. Here, here, here's the issue with it that I have with Connecticut. I mean, you you know, look, um, I don't think there's enough flavor in Connecticut, uh, um, like like a lot of the other rappers there is uh i'm a big fan of habano because uh habano is not a dominant rapper and the connecticut what happens to connecticut is a very bitter rapper uh, unless you put enough oomph in there it, it's not gonna you know you're not gonna taste the uh, the inside the, the binder and the uh which is know. what i love about crema crema's got a lot of flavor to it right so it's a different it's a different connecticut you know in yeah. my opinion there's some guy named <laughs> Gip coming in here 
He what wants the it? hardcore fuck that he wants guy. To stir, he wants to stir up some shit. Yeah. He's been on Facebook. He's been on Facebook all day stirring up shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, I, what's the hardcore topic? I, I guess it's Abe, right? We'll, we'll no, 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 no. What he wants to talk about, Hector, is fuck, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That you know, so, oh, so oh. The, the shop, the shop that there's two shops that we need to mention. The one that Eric Jr. and Hector worked at was Sawarawana. We got a uh, somebody was asking that on uh, that's Sawarawana and Doral. But our home shop that we hang out at is Caribbean, and uh, and like Hector says, when we're we're in town, when I'm in town now, now I'm in town all the time. But we're we're in town on a Monday or a Tuesday. We usually hang out there, and a lot of the industry shows up there, and we've kind of dubbed it the uh, the fuck that guy show. <laughs> if your ears are ringing. And you're in the cigar industry. It, on a Monday night, it's coming from that shop. We're we're talking shit about everybody. So, so, so and we've we've had a, a, uh, Skip Martin's been a, a guest at one of our fuck that guy shows, uh, and he and he brought it that day. He brought it. He brought some great stories. He's, He's been our, he, our MVP. He stole an ashtray from that place one time. <laughs> He's the guy that stole the ashtray. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's an inside joke. He, he, that he is knows the greatest. He, he, he knows the greatest story. He, he, he knows what I'm talking about. The greatest story ever. Great uh, story. He didn't actually yeah. steal an ashtray, but it, it's a story behind that. He know he knows the story. But he's known by that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he needed an ashtray. So, do you guys actually <laughs> get work done when you're together? No, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. No, you, you, you know what it is. Look, um, I'm a firm believer that you know, um, I will never ask any of the guys to do something that I, I will do myself. Uh, um, so I, everybody has an input. You know what I'm saying? Look, unless unless it's fly to Honduras, right? Yeah, unless it's fly to Honduras. You know, <laughs> look. Uh, you know, Jackson charged with the sales team. You know, look if he if he wants to do something, and you know, I, I look at him. I tell him if this doesn't if this doesn't succeed, well, it's on you. You know, be careful of the things that you wish for. You understand? But but you know, he's out there. I'm out there. You know, you know, uh, you know. I I value their opinions. You, you, you know what I mean? You know, Hector with look. Why don't we do a, a different size? You know, um, uh, let's do this. Let's do that. You know. Um, you know, I give them, you know, but it's got to work. You understand? You, you know, it's got to work. If not, yeah. it's on you. But I give everybody, you know, we vote on things, you know. Um, and um, everybody, you know, everybody gives their opinion. You know, I'm not that guy. Okay, it's my company. We're going to do it this way. No, you know, if, if it's a, a big decision, you understand, you know, um, because every time you do a brand, it costs a lot of money, okay, between yeah. – you know the the artists, the, you know the bands, the dyes, the this, the that. Everything costs a lot of money, so it has to be. We do studies on it. It's not just like okay, we're gonna do this and bring it out there. No, you know we we it has to be done the right way, especially with my son around. Listen, that guy won't don't like to do nothing that's not done to perfection. You know. Yeah. So uh, I, I assume that you guys right now uh, things at Lazona are are quiet right now because of everything going on with uh, uh, it's quiet everywhere. I mean, the, ca the catalog companies are doing phenomenal, you know, and, and look, kudos to them. But, you know, I, I want to see the, the, you know, the brick and mortar succeed. You know, those guys always get hurt, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and, yeah. and we do things that to try to help them, you know, yeah. it's the truth. Look, 
uh, I do events, you know, through Zoom. You know, we, we gather all the customers and, and we'll do events, run a special, what have you. You know, we got to keep these guys afloat, you know. That's There's not that many yeah. cigar shops in the country to begin with, you know. Yep. And uh, and we got to keep these guys afloat, you know. Whatever it takes, we, we got to do it, you know. And they're starving I, right now. And I have a friend of mine, you know, and I'm not going to mention his name because, you know, what, uh, this is illegal right now. But, you know, because they, they made him close the shop. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of the customers, and I told them, look, call all you guys. Let's run a special. You know, whatever it is, whatever whatever you need to do to sell them a box that you're going to make some some decent money, you know, I'll throw in a five-pack or whatever, you know, whatever you need. You know, call them up. I'll ship it to you to the store. You, you know, you wait for the UPS guy. Take it to your house and and, and have them pick it up and pay you and, and, and what have you, you know. Uh, um, you know, we got to do whatever it takes, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, you guys gotta you guys gotta put up the Justin yep, Andrews question. Yep, absolutely we do. <laughs> is it true that Eric's sister really bought? Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean she's she she thinks she is, and if you think you know, perception is reality. Nobody's gonna argue that with her. Nobody's gonna argue that with her. Nobody's gonna argue with her. Listen, see, 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 the see woman, my sister's a tough woman. The woman yeah, bro. The woman, she, the woman is the woman is unstoppable. She works part time with us, you know. She's retired. She comes in. She does whatever it takes. She'll clean. She'll do whatever. She'll clean the bathroom. She'll clean the kitchen. She'll ban cigars. She'll do whatever it takes. So, her pet peeve is anybody going through her drawers. Okay. So <laughs> on her desk, she hates it. So we get Guy Fury in the office the other day. Okay. <laughs> so about when, before this thing started. So I. Uh, I told him I need a favor. He goes, what's that? I, I need you to, I'm going to videotape you. I, I want you, because she's a big fan of Guy Fieri. She watches Diner, Dive in and Dive, whatever. Yeah. So, so I go, I need you to go through her desk all that, and sign and sign her desk. Well, I got her on film doing all this. And then he signed the desk. So what did she do? She calls her husband to come pick up the desk for he can cut it and mount it on the wall. Their desk. It, cost, <laughs> it cost Eric a new desk. It cost me a new desk. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a signature on the wall in her house. You know, it cost me a new desk. You know? <laughs> hey, he's okay. He he can go through all her shit. But if I go through her shit, I'll help break you know? And listen, we're not in the office now. But, you know, I, I Jack's vlogged a lot of video time. Eric has logged an incredible amount of time, which I know is killing him. But since he is so bored, he's on, you know, I saw him on a, on a Michael's chat the other day talking about fabric and shit. He's just anything good, you know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm Dude, I'm, I'm spending, I'm spending I, hours with the, with the bloggers. I mean, the media guys who have chat room. Because let me tell you something, and I firmly believe this: when this is over, when this is in our rearview mirror, manuf- uh, the retailers and the consumers will remember who sat through this with them. One hundred percent true. I, I, I was so bored that uh, I think Sunday <laughs> I turn on the TV. And I put a uh, a DVD, an old DVD. It wasn't a porn, but it was like from a strip club. <laughs> and, and I started making it rain on the TV. You know, it was a strip club. And I, <laughs> I just started throwing, you know, dollar bills on the TV. Dude, you know? The good thing is I got it back. You know, I got the money back. But... <laughs> We've done we've done a ton of these shows, and we're doing more and more virtual events. Right as as the show started, I was getting texts from a shop in San Diego. That, that that asked me if I was available, 
at noon their time on Wednesday to do a virtual event. And it was like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) That's been so cool because I've seen, I mean, obviously, you know, cigar media guys like, like us and Coop and Dojo and those other guys have been doing shows like this for a while, but it's great to see this is kind of, all this stuff going on has kind of forced a lot of cigar companies to reevaluate the way that they're interacting with their customers because you can't be at every event. You can't be at every shop around the country. And this, the, this way we have these virtual tools to be able to interact with customers and to interact with retailers. Awesome. A lot of people haven't been taking advantage of it. And I think this is kind of forcing a lot of Listen, companies. You, you, you might see this, that, that end of it stick around absolutely yeah, after, after Rona has gone. So. Yeah. Well, we even talked, you know, we have a really active group here in the Twin Cities. <clears throat> Super fortunate to have awesome cigar culture here, and we've got um, you know a handful of us that that get together. I want to say you know four or five nights a week to have a virtual herf. Yep. And uh, we're playing you know games on Zoom and just getting together. And can you know, you, can you send us a link? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, I will. And you know, I've talked to some of them. You're- you're not seeing a lot of these on Facebook because a lot of these guys have their, you know, they're just virtually herfing. I was yeah. on last night. I'm on last night. With, uh, it's on, on Fon's birthdays yesterday. He can't celebrate his birthday because of yeah. Corona. I had so he, sent me a link like, he sent me a link like at 1030 at night. <laughs> so, he, so he sends me a link and Eric's going to get a kick out of this. I go on the link and his boss is on there. Jonathan Drew's on there. But while these guys are talking, Jonathan's cooking. <laughs> and then, you know, he's cooking and he's talking to us like we're supposed to stop and see that he's cooking eggplant. And, you know, and he, he was just in a zone yesterday. But but you know what? That's cool. That's cool. We're going to remember this. We're going to we're going to remember all the bad shit that we're, that we're going through. And 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 hopefully none of us will, will suffer a personal loss. You're begging up, Hector. But, but we, we just suffered a loss. We're going to time around the herf. You got to get closer to your neighbor's house. Incredible. So, uh, um, <laughs> just to let you guys know, um, I've uh, Jonathan Drew's given me about fuck it. I say about twenty yo-yos. Um, do you guys know what yo-yos are, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so um, he texts me about every two weeks, and he'll text me, "Yo," and I go, "What's up, John?" And he won't respond. And then two weeks later, "Yo," I don't respond. Uh, two weeks later, yo, and I call him back. So I got about 20 yo-yos that, uh, <laughs> that, that he's given me. Now, him and I are real good friends, man. He's, he's a real good guy, and I'm real proud of what, what he's accomplished, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Shall we move on to... Yeah, uh... yeah. well, let me ask one thing really quick um, The before we move into our next segment. Um, you know, obviously, everything's in flux. There, Most things are getting canceled. Um, I the PCA has not made any announcements about cancellation of the summer's trade show. Um, I, I honestly don't know one way or another. I, I have my own feeling that it's going to be canceled or postponed, but there's no doubt about that. When they um, cancel the Olympics and they cancel yeah. the, the U S open and they cancel Wimbledon and that's uh, all those are in July. I mean, the, the uh, Wimbledon is, uh, I think late June. This ain't happening, yeah. bro. So if you guys, obviously, w- without a show, do you guys have some plans, some ideas you're putting together to kind of make up the ground that you would normally gain at the trade show? 
Well, you know, it's hard to plan uh, right now for that yeah. because, you know, we're not all together and it's, it's hard. I don't think anybody's planned, but I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll run a special just like everybody else, you know, the yeah. trade, the, the, the ghost, uh, uh, trade show special or whatever. But, um, I mean, we got to do what we got to do to, you know, to survive just like everybody else, you know, but yeah. our main, our main focus, uh, is, is, you know, uh, when all this is said and done, you know, we got to take care of the retailers. We I have a lot of friends out there, their own shop, you know, we got to see mm-hmm. them succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, and that's our goal. If, if giving them a special will help, then by all means, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and, we, and, we, and absolutely. I think, I think it's, uh, it's hard to expect after a two or three, maybe four month hit that retailers are going to take that they're going to have the money to go and participate in a trade show. So I'm, I'm on board with that. That show is going to be, I don't think it's going to be postponed. I think it's going to be canceled. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we, we might not see a PCA in 2020. Yeah. I, I they're, think they're going to, they, they're, they're, I think they'd be well served to, to retool for 2021. Yeah. Yeah. A welcome back. A regroup Thank a regroup. Wouldn't hurt. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cause there is, there's a lot of, I mean, obviously before all this, you know, there was a lot of other drama going on before coronavirus about the, the PCA trade show in general. So maybe this is uh, again, not it's this whole coronavirus thing is horrible, but if there's, if, if you're able to take any little blessings in disguise out of it and turn it into something good, maybe the PCA can use this as a time to uh, really dig into what they're doing and, you know, make things better. So you know, maybe that can be good. You no, know, we did we did the TPE for the first time in uh, at the mm-hmm. end of January, and, and yeah. we're we're going to do it again next year. And uh, and I think if if the PCA goes away, we'll we'll put out some new releases this year. But I think we'll we'll gear a, we we'll probably gear some of that stuff toward TPA TPE. Yeah, um, yeah, and that makes sense. That makes sense. Gear up. Yeah. Um. So guys, let's uh, move into this week's. Uh, smokabulary words. Uh, so smokabulary every week is brought to you by AJ Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, guys, this week's smokabulary word is culebra. Culebra. So... You guys know what a culebra is. It's uh, the little beautiful braided cigar that comes usually three to a coffin. Uh, Absolutely. Have you guys ever made one? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I know exactly what it is, but uh, we no, we've never made one. I mean, I don't think I think it's more of a novelty. I, I, not too many people smoke that. I mean, yeah. when I I used to be at Jewish stage, I know they had one. I think it was called Medusa or something like that. Um, yeah, and, and I, I'm sure you guys know where that all generated from, you know, in Cuba, you know, how yeah. they, they allow you to take one cigar home and, and uh, you know, that was a way of them taking three cigars with them. But, uh, you know, I think it's very gimmicky, um, you know, and, you know, not too many people smoke them and uh, right. I, I don't think we'll ever make one, but you never know, you know. 
Yeah, I was wondering if that was if that was true or if that was just an urban legend about you know the fact that they that was sort of created to to limit the the people to only take three home a day. Well, well it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you yeah. know, I, I don't know either or, but you know, I I, didn't, I never worked in the in the factory or stuff. But uh, it's and the cigar they're was... taking home better have a big curve in it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was done so they wouldn't they wouldn't resell when they got home. You know. But that was old Cuba, not now. Now they're stealing like they're stealing them blind out of the factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that's this week's vocabulary word brought to you by AJ Fernandez. And now it is time for Numero de los Muertos. All right, guys. Um here, can we get the copy? Oh yes. Uh, Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. Oveja Negra Brands brings you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black Work Studio, Dissident, and Emilio, Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more. All right, guys, every week we do uh, this fun little thing where I give a number of how many people have died and give some parameters, and, and you have to guess, and, and uh, the people watching um, can also guess as well. This week's number is 27 people died between 1970 and 1977 in North America and Canada. From this. From this. So, guys, we all get to guess, and our viewers and listeners get to guess as well. So, if you have anything, throw those throw those guesses in the comments. So, between 74? 70? Between 70 and 77, yep. 27 people in North America died from this. Quaaludes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good answer. That's actually a really good answer. That's a good answer. That's low. That's a low number. <laughs> that's a little low. <laughs> Um, oh, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something obscure. Maybe a Coke machine fell on them or something like that. That's a good one. We did uh, that was one of the early ones that I did. Vending machines falling on people. I think it's like twelve a year in the United States. That is not correct. <laughs> choking on, on a, a corn dog. dog. <laughs> Richie, no. Richie is not choking <laughs> on a corn dog. Good guess. Not ice cream, not elevators, not. Do we goat. get? Do we get? Do we get any hints? Or we will. We, we will as we, you know. So let's think about that time period, seventy to seventy-seven. Um, uh, listening to Carly Simon music. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nope. You had a lot of you had a lot of air, air air piracy. You had a lot of air piracy at the time. That's true. A lot yep. of uh, demonstration. Oh, yeah, you did have a lot of Vietnam demonstrations, yep. People who, people who could have died at concerts. Uh, I, 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 I it give wasn't guess, Legionnaire's I, disease. I, I, I would I guess uh, people who forced gum killed yeah, you, the Legionnaire's Vietnam disease War. killed a bunch of people. That was in Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sir. I'm need some help. I'm going to have to phone a friend, bro. <laughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> no, the... the Donald, it was not Elvis Presley. It was not Elvis Presley. <laughs> no. All right. This um, uh, this happened as an accident. Did all these 
deaths happen at one time or a, it happened during a span of like a couple of years? Oh, from yeah. 70 no, to from 70 to 77. And it was an accident? Yep. Was that during... Uh, well, well, that Woodstock was what year? 69. 69. What, when was Three Mile Island? Was that late 70s? Was it Three Mile Island? No. Nope. In Love not. Canal? Changing light nope. bulbs. It, it wasn't <laughs> not changing light bulbs. Jim it Jones. Was it Love Canal? No, that was a lot more no, than that 27. Was hundreds of people died. <laughs> yeah, there was hundreds of people died there. So, 27. So it's, it, it's, not, it's not the Love Canal? Mm-mm. And it was an accident. Was it one big accident or was no. it? Okay. Uh, was it related to any war? No. Getting crushed at a rock concert. Mm, That's a good that guess. That is a that really good guess. a lot back then. It did, but that is not correct. Zamboni machine, the Exodus. Hector's guess is actually the closest. I don't want to lead you off a, a trail or into a is it re- rabbit hole. Is it related to hockey? It is not. Not related to hockey. <laughs> it's related to snow. It is not. It's related Sports. to a vehicle. A vehicle. Uh, a snowmobile. Bus. Snowmobile accident. No. Seatbelt usage is is good, Chad, but not correct. What was it? A four wheeled vehicle. Yes. Um. Was it? Uh. Died in dune buggies. Not in dune buggies. Jeeps. Jeeps. Nope. Not jeeps. ATVs, nope. Snow snowmobiles, nope. Uh, not a gas pump accident. Were these vehicles on on regular roads? Yes. Or off, or so they were on regular roads. Yes. And it only driving, became... driving off the Pacific Highway. No, sir. They oh. were run over by their own vehicles. No, that's a good guess. Mark Sharp. Okay, we got a viewer. Oh, with... they died. They died in Fort Pintos. Oh, that is a great guess. Good guess, Mark. Four Pinto fires. Is, yeah. is that is that what it is? It is. Twenty-seven people died between seventy and seventy-one, or nineteen seventy and seventy-seven in a Pinto. Wow. And their families oh. are very rich. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they Man. are. Wow. I didn't. I I totally forgot about the Pinto fires back then. It was. Uh, what was it? Was the the gas the gas, gas tank in the back? Gas yeah. tank in the back. Yeah. So that is this week's numero de los, de los muertos. muertos. Our modeling moment was brought to you by yeah <laughs> by Pinto by Pinto <laughs> by Ford. So guys, here's a here's a lightning round question for each of you. I'm gonna start with Jack on this one. If you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a great question. God damn it. <laughs> I, 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 I would say Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael, I love that's a, it. That's a great answer. That is great a fantastic answer. answer. Eric, what about you? Martin Luther He's King. Eric. He's not alive. No, what what was the question? I if thought you, he said that living person. If a we have one one living person, you could hear their thoughts for ten minutes. If I could hear their thoughts for one minute, wow, that's great. I, 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 I thought it was uh, that, yeah, that's a good. 
Well, I'm going to keep it in basketball. I would say Dr. J. Listen, I'm not starstruck, and I've met a lot of people in my life, and I've yet to meet uh, Dr. J, and and I was a huge fan of Dr. J. I met him. I met him at the Big Smoke last year. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, Hector, what about you? Gary Busey. (laughs) (laughs) You're brave. if, I, if I'm going to have 10 minutes of crazy, I want it to be crazy, funny shit. Gary Busey is fucking crazy. Yes. That is a great, it was, it, great answer. It was between Gary Busey and Courtney, Courtney, uh, Courtney Love. So I was going to go with <laughs> Gary Busey. Oh, I love it. That's a great answer. So uh, next question, and we'll start again with Jack. If you were about to get into a fight, what soundtrack music would come on? Well, the obvious choice is "Eye of the Tiger," but <laughs> yeah. but uh, uh, "Live and Let Die." Oh, that's a great nice. answer. Great one. Uh, Beatles, Eric. Beatles, or Guns yeah, N' Roses? Beatles or Guns N' Roses? Beatles, oh, always uh, the Beatles. Actually, that was was that McCartney without the Beatles? It was McCartney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. wings. So, Eric, uh, what's your answer? I'm on a highway to hell. Oh, great, <laughs> great answer, Hector. What's yours? Thunderstruck by another ACDC. Very good answer. Very good answer. All right. So we'll start again with Jack on this one. Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher, score a touchdown as a defensive lineman, or score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie. Uh, Score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. Yeah, buddy. Yep. Without a doubt. Yep. Great answer. Uh, Eric, what's yours? Home run as a pitcher. Yep. Yep, that's uh, is that the most popular answer? No, it's goalie. not. It's not. So, Hector, what's yours? I think I don't get me wrong. I I'm a big fan of pitching, and there are some pitchers who've hit home runs. They don't, mm-hmm. but they don't. They're not as exciting as when a defensive lineman scores a touchdown. Right. When a defensive lineman scores a touchdown, he goes through every dance he's ever seen in his yeah. life. <laughs> that's I'm right. gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the defensive lineman scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Love it. Um. So, if you guys could give one piece of advice to a brand new premium cigar consumer, what would it be? Go to Vegas. <laughs> Go to Vegas. No, he said consumer. He said consumer. Yeah, consumer, consumer. Uh, enjoy the industry, man. There's so many good cigars out there. And, you know, listen, I, I, wa- I want Espinosa to be in your rotation, but we, we enjoy this industry. We're all geeks at heart. We love, we have a passion mm-hmm. for this industry. Absolutely, get out there and try different, different, different brands, different blends, and but remember, always come back to that Espinosa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's no different. You know, I would tell them to try. You know, there's a lot of great cigars out there. Don't go because uh, you heard of a brand or what have you. You know, make your own decision on it. Uh, try different product. And, uh, and you know, and always enjoy different cigars. You know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. You know, don't stick with one one cigar. You know, try different things, you know. Absolutely. Well, obviously, since they already told them to smoke Espinosa every day, <laughs> I tell them when you go to a shop, when you go to a shop, don't finger fuck the cigars. There hey, you go. Amen. Don't lick your don't... ashtray before borrowing your friend's cutter. <laughs> right. Don't lick your, yeah, you know. Be like, courteous like, at the shop, but don't you should boil. Finger, you should boil that. Yeah. You should boil that cutter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got the I got the blowtorch over there. It's it's gonna hit this thing pretty quick. That's my bad. <laughs> Party foul. So if you could if you guys could give one piece of advice to a brick and mortar retailer, what would it be? Bring in Espinoza. Yes. <laughs> Outside of the softball. Uh, the, that, that, that one's easy for me. Don't worry about what nobody else is doing. Worry about what you got to do. Forget you about go. your competition. Focus Amen. on what you got to do. There you go. What's the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> if you were to lose weight and you needed uh, either keto, Atkins, he's always got to go there. He's always got to go there. Keto, Atkins, or what was the other? What was the other one? South Beach. Yeah, South Beach diet. Which one would you choose? I think I'd tell the consu- I'd tell the guy who opens up a store. You knew the uh, fucking question. Why the fuck? Yeah, because I wanted to see if you would be that guy. You're on here telling everybody you're not that guy, but you're that guy, bro. You're that guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know what? It's it's hard to be this big and this sexy. Listen, <laughs> I, uh, somebody's got to do it, man. <clears throat> what I would tell a, a I'd tell a retailer outside of the obvious, you know, uh, cater to your customers, baby. Cater to your customers. Mm-hmm. Cater to your customers. Yep. There you go. Every every cigar shop in the country has their core base, which kind of drives their sales. You got to cater to them. Yep. No. Absolutely. That, that one guy that comes in and says, "What? You don't have brand X?" And a lot of retailers are like, "No, but I'll get it. I'll get it." And that guy never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So. Guys, each week we do uh, uh, a couple cigars. We do a segment called Notable Smokables. These are just a couple cigars that we smoked over the last week or so that we were, thought were interesting. It could be something that's been on the market forever or something that's brand new. And if you guys want to chime in, I, I encourage that. Um, I'm going to start actually with uh, a cigar that uh, was was gifted to me by a buddy of mine also named Matt in um, the Minnesota Herf Connection. And he collects old, old cigars. Um, and he's one of the rare cats, which is cool that, that collects cigars that are, that are old, that are not Cubans. And, uh, those are are harder and harder to find, but, uh, he, uh, he gave me one of the, uh, the Hoyo de Monterey 135th anniversary, uh, cigars, the, the short Robusto with the cedar sleeve on it. And, um, it's, I think from 98 or 99, somewhere in that neighborhood, and I got to tell you, 20 years-ish, 20-plus years later, uh, there was still definitely some some life in that cigar. It, it had some good flavors cooking. Definitely a ton of cedar because it's been sitting in that cedar sleeve for 20 years. But uh, really, really nice little cigar. So uh, thanks, Matt, for that uh, for that one. And uh, one of mine was uh, I had a, an Asylum um, 13 that Quentin had uh, gifted Matt and I, and I'll give you a couple of these as well. Thank you. Yeah. Um, They were event only cigar and it was delicious. Nice. Nice. So for, for you guys, obviously you smoke a lot of Espinosa cigars, but, um, and, and if there's, you know, obviously one of those you want to give a shout out for, I I got, I got two. Yeah, go for it. So I, I, uh, I, I cracked. I've been going through the humidor, and I opened up a box. It's like twenty years old. The, the first blend that Carlos Carano worked on uh, was was a blend called Vuelta Abajo. 
made by the Cuevas family, Luis Cuevas, and 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 made in the DR. And we opened up that box. Incredible. They they're smoking unbelievably. And uh, and again, I have a lot of old Torano stuff. I have a twelve year old box of Exodus fifty nine uh, oh. in the tubes. And I, Hector was actually here a couple of weeks ago, and and we smoked a couple of those. And they're that's a twelve year old box, smoking incredible. I'll tell you the best cigar, one of the best cigars ever made. I have two also, but one of the best cigars ever made in our industry. And I'll and I'll argue this with anybody. One was the Macanoodle made in Jamaica. Those yeah, are great. Cigars. Those cigars, were, yes, and, and underrated. And the other one was the Bahia Gold. Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. those Bahia Golds were phenomenal. And yep. uh, I think Justin gave me two of the uh, of those, uh, uh, and and that's what gave me the inspiration to do that reggae cigar. You know, that Macanoodle Jamaica is out of this world. Yeah, I had a, uh, I had uh, just the other day. Uh, I got gifted. Uh, I was gifted a box of the new TAA uh, that our friend there, that AJ's doing, the new uh, Bay Asante TAA. Mm, oh yeah. And I, and I, I got gifted few, some of those too. I gave some to Jack and I gave some to Eric, and I thought that was a really good cigar. Outstanding uh, cigar. But it's not old though. Not old, not old. But uh, I don't have a lot of old cigars because the last old cigar I smoked. I smoked a couple of days ago during one of these herfs. In my humidor, I had a Puros Indios that had to be that had to be at least. Uh, I've been on thirty-one years, so this cigar has to be uh, nineteen ninety-three or nineteen ninety-four. It was wow. a short belly it was, coso. It, it, it was it, your, it, last, it, your last it, one, right? It was my last one. <laughs> It was my last one, and that's an inside joke too. Because oh, uh, that's a, that's an inside joke too. You know, there's another Hector's the cigar hoard. Hector's the cigar hoarder at the office. Yeah. So you ask him, look, this blend it, it comes out great. And I go, Hector, you have one of those? Yeah. Okay, but this is the last one. And then three days later, you, you see him smoking one. I thought it was your last one. Uh, well, that's what I have for you. And I, uh, you know, and that's going to change because for I don't want to say who. But somebody, I, you know, there's a humidor in my office with a bunch of surplus cigars and stuff that we were going to make that we didn't make and just stuff, other samples. But for some reason, that door never seems to stick. It never seems to close. So there's a huge sign on it that I put on last week that says, please close the door. And when I went in a couple of days ago, guess what? The door was still open. So we're having a hard time keeping those hitified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Eric's going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. The ghost of past time. It was the ghost. It was the ghost of cigar past. But yeah, I had a, I had like a 26, 27 year old. It didn't taste hardly. It had no strength at all. Yeah. But it burned really well, and it, it really did conjure up some good memories because I, you know, the other cigar I wish I could have shared, but I, I smoked the last one last year. I had an Encredito. Hey, we got to give a shout. Point. We got to give a shout out. Eric Jr. just uh, chimed in. Uh, he took a break from Call of Duty to join us. Oh, <laughs> oh did he? I didn't see it. He's becoming he's becoming a Green Beret on that Call of Duty. <laughs> he's, he's a superstar on Call of Duty. <laughs> Those I, could, l- l- I think the only guy who might know is Credo is Jack and Eric. I mean, you smoked that Credo, right, Eric? Oh yeah, I've had it before. Yeah, the old the old the old glory. They were the old glory of seconds that you could pick up at the at the at the factory for seventy four cents. Yeah. You know, you get a bundle for 16 bucks. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't beat that. So those are the last two old cigars I smoked that were really good. 
<laughs> Eric Jr. says he got shot, so yeah. he's here with us. <laughs> that was, I wonder if that was his buddy, Mike Dennis, who shot him. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's a question back here, actually, um, that I want to bring in from a viewer. Uh, how, do you, how do you guys think this is going to affect cigar prices, this whole corona thing, if, if at all? I mean, I, it's, it's sure to in some way, shape, or form. Oh, what do you that, think is going to happen with that? That's John. This is also Mr. Esponso. <laughs> um, okay. I was gonna tell you, I, 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 I look, I got here. Here's the thing. Um, right now, it hasn't been that long. You understand? Now, we don't know how long this is gonna, uh, um, yeah, I don't think it'll affect prices that much, but, um, if anything, it'll go down, not up, because you know, you got to do anything you got to do to survive. You got to sell a cigar at whatever price you got to sell it to survive to make a little bit of money, yeah, uh, um, because. Um, you know, retailers, you gotta do what retailers you gotta do. and manufacturers might take a little hit on margin, but you mm-hmm. you gotta you, know, you gotta get your crowd back. Yep. Well, I I I think I you know I I agree with what Eric and Jack are saying about you know we're gonna have to make we're gonna have to make some kind of changes. But our my fear is the the, the countries that have shut down, like Nic- Nicaragua is not working now for the next couple of weeks. The Dominican has been shut down for a couple of weeks. Honduras has been shut down for a couple of weeks. The governments in those countries exist on, you know, they they make money off the taxes. Generate. I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off, guys. I need three minutes because uh, I have a good friend of mine that's got the coronavirus and he's in, in intensive care and his son keeps calling me. Uh, just give me three minutes. No, absolutely, and, 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 brother. And, 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 and I, I'll come more right important. back on. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll come right back on. Sorry. Yeah. I think that we may, you know, the countries that depend on cigar production as a ta- for part of their tax base, they're not happy that they're not making any money. Right. You know, and they're, they're, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a cost that I'm sure there'll be an increased cost to us. Uh, but I, I, I am, I, I agree with what Jack and Eric are saying. There's going to have to be some margin, some margin corrections because, you know, guys are, there are going to be people who have been unemployed, people who were, you know, you're not, you don't really, nobody really expects to make any money off the stimulus. The stimulus is supposed to be a, a crutch, not, yeah. you know, not something for you to bank, you know, mm-hmm. for you to bank these weeks that you're not going to be working depending on what state you're in. Yeah. So I think that there, 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 I think that we will see an increase. I, but I'm pretty sure that I don't think that will be passed on. Yeah. And in the end, it all comes down to, um, and regardless of what you're producing and selling, in this in this country and a lot of other countries, it all is going to come down to how long this is going to take to play out. You know, mm-hmm. if it plays out in another six weeks, that'll affect things one way. If it plays out in another six months, that'll affect things a whole different way. So we, we just have to wait and see, you know. And right now we're battling uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we just have to keep, you know, uh, just everybody – Take care of your own your own business, your own families, your own work, your own whatever it is that you have to do, and let other people worry about their own selves. And and you know we're gonna we're gonna get through this this thing together. It's a crazy time, man, that we live in right now. It's 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 kind of unprecedented as far as, but we're really fortunate that although this there's a lot of there's a lot of hardship going on and there's a lot of people sick and and a lot of bad things going on, we're really fortunate that we live in in a time that we have uh we have very good medical care quality even in places that that aren't necessarily as fortunate as the US medical care is far more advanced than it ever has been 
And, you know, we have technology like this where we can at least stay in touch with people. We can stay in, you know, have open lines of communication and be able to still, um, you know, catch up with families, catch up with friends, things like that. And, and um, I mean, it, I go back to, you know, when things like this happened early in the 20th century, it wasn't so it wasn't so uh, so easy as it is now. You know, we can still we can still go and get groceries. We can still go and get gas for our cars. We can still go and, um, you know, grab a cigar out of our humidors and, uh, you know, sit on the porch for a little while and just, just, uh, you know, sort of focus on that cigar for a little while and, uh, you know, get our heads straight again before we have to go back into, you know, fighting the fight, as it were. So let me tell you about gas. I filled up my car three weeks ago. It's still full. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, and prices are, I mean, it's a dollar fifty five a gallon. Law, yep. Laws of economics are coming into play. I mean, it's, uh, you know, when, when supply is high and demand is low, prices drop and prices have dropped like crazy. Although I got to say, I'm pissed off about my local, my local gas stations because prices have not dropped nearly as much in my community as they have literally 10 minutes away. So I'm at 165. We got back. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. No, no. no uh, he, didn't, he didn't answer. It was a good friend of ours. Uh, you know, he asked me. I've been talking to him uh, every day, and uh, he asked me not to mention his name, so I won't. So, oh yeah, he, he's a big Lazona guy. You know, good friend of the company, and um, you know, uh, he and then his son-in-law called me, but uh, he didn't answer the phone for a reason. I guess he's taking care of you know. But he they, he told me that uh, they moved him to ICU. Uh, you know, so they gave him. Yeah. I spoke to him yesterday. I told him he told me they gave him that mal- uh, what is it, that malaria pill or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, all we can do is pray now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, you know, we wish uh, we wish him the best. We wish everybody out there that's, you know, dealing with this in some way, shape, or form. We wish everybody the best. Um, uh, just real quick, I want to give everybody an idea of some stuff we have coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, we've talked about this already, but I want to give everybody another reminder. Next week, instead of our regular night Tuesday. We're going to be on Monday the 13th, and we're going to have none other than Cigar Coop himself, Will Cooper, and we're going to have him right here on the show. Do you have a big Cadillac for him? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so so that'll be Monday the 13th instead of Tuesday the 14th. Uh, Tuesday the 14th is my wife's birthday. That absolutely takes precedence over the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a week come later. On, come on, bro. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> What are you going to do? Tell him, Eric. There's not much you can do, bro. What are you going to do? Tell him, Eric. Tell him. Tell him, Tell him. You, can't, tell you, him. You, you can't take a bowling, bro. What are you going to do? <laughs> I, and I already gave her a birthday present today. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, so, uh, and then a week following on uh, on the 21st. Which, <laughs> exactly. I realized as I, as I was saying that, I was like, yeah. oh, no, here I, we go. I, I, <laughs> So, uh, on the 21st, we're going to have uh, Klaus Kellner from Davidoff on the show. And then closing out the month of April, uh, we're going to have none other than Dave Garofalo from Two Guys Cigars and the Cigar Authority podcast live on How About That Cigar on Tuesday night. So, <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> no, who's, who, who's that? <laughs> So that's, I, think uh, I think he's been mentioned the Caribbean on Mondays. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, one of these days you guys have to uh, you have to start recording those episodes. I'm oh not, no, 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 I'm no, not saying, no, 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 we'll, no. We'll never work in the industry again. As a matter of fact, yeah. when Skip when Skip was there, he would start every story with, "If anybody is recording this, I will kill." Them. <laughs> so, and he would look around to make sure nobody had their phone up. I'm not saying you should ever air it. I'm just saying you should record it. Oh, no, you can't. We can't have that out there. You can't have out there. Look what happened to Nixon. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have that. Did you guys see see Maximus? Did you guys look at Eric's dog? No. You guys ever seen a dog? You ever seen a dog with no neck? (laughs) (laughs) He looks like, uh, what is is that sea creature? The, The manatee. He looks like a manatee. That dog, Jabba, Jabba that the Hutt. That, that, that's that my boy. Dog, that dog is big. That is a heavy. That dog weighs. That dog weighs more than my Doberman. <laughs> hey, listen. I want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to Abe. Yeah. Abe. Abe from Smoke In is is oh, watching. Yeah. yeah. You know, in in the, in the days that I'm looking for stuff to entertain myself, his uh, quarantine quarrel today on Facebook was spectacular. So I want to give him a shout I, out. All right, I gotta check it I out. Thought the the picture of him painting his wife's toes is pretty good too. Like real men. He had a painted thumb. He had a painted thumb. Listen, he dressed in drags. He painted his wife's toes, <laughs> and Tiger King is his best uh, of flicks right nowadays. So, <laughs> real, real men don't do it. I already had a sit down. <laughs> you had a sit down with Abe. I had a sit down <laughs> with him, bro. He, hey, says, he, 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 that- he says he's bored. Uh, let me ask you: Do you does he have a dollar bill signed by you? I got eight to have no, zero. I got I got a twenty and a, and, a, and a five. So I'm in Vegas. You have some of his money? I, wow. I, yeah, I got two, a twenty and a five. I was in Vegas at the TPE and I ran out of money, so I, I was this close to putting it in a slot machine. You know, Abe signature and stuff like that. <laughs> no, no. You got to keep that, brother. You got to keep those. Uh, I want a few guys that that, that has his signatures. Well, we want to uh, roll out the red carpet and uh, ask, you know, what you guys have in the works. What uh, what things can we expect if, you know, assuming that the trade show is going to happen? Um, anything that you can give us about uh, any new products coming on the line? Yeah, we're definitely going to do a warhead. Um, and then, you know, we had a lot of things. We had ideas on what we were going to do, but everything, you know, came to a halt because of all, all, all the stuff that, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, Hector was on his way to Nicaragua, you know, to uh, blend some stuff. And, uh, you know, we had to put it in the, in the back burner because of all, all this stuff. So, um, you know, we, we don't have any information for you, but we're definitely doing a warhead. And, and let's see what else, uh, you know, um, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see because we haven't been able. It's, it's tough to create something when, you know, you don't have the tools to do with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I wanted it to your listeners. I want to tell them. I know my son's listening. Listen, we do have a club, the Elite Club. Um, uh, that's had to wait also. You know, we send a, a letter out to all the members and, you know, um, everybody's going to get what we promise. It's just going to take a little bit longer because mm-hmm. of this. And I'm sure a lot of people understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, everybody understands, you know, things are, everything's delayed right now, so everybody's got to be patient, but, uh, you know, there's, the, the the cigar culture, fortunately, is still really active, and there's still a lot of people getting together online and, and, and you know, busting balls and doing the things that uh, cigar people do, which is, is good. We got to keep that culture going, you know. And if you don't understand, you can call Eric's sister. <laughs> there you go, yeah. We're, we set up a customer service line to her desk. We're not getting any trouble at all. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not getting any issues at all. 
So uh, give everybody a final shout on where they can go to learn more about Espinosa Cigars. EspinosaCigars.com, our website, obviously uh, the Facebook page, our Instagram. And right now, uh, Eric Jr., Eric Sr., Jack, myself, Richie Otero, uh, Tim Wong, uh, Tony Gomez, are are, uh, the guys who broker for us as well. They're, they're, They're remaining very active on social media. So you'll see, you know, uh, Eric's running. I think tomorrow Eric's running a special at a shop in uh, in Ohio because we gotta, you know, we we gotta help our people. You know, you gotta stay, you gotta stay true to your shul. You know, so we're we're constantly doing these virtual hearths. There won't be a day that you won't see Eric on because Eric, like I said, Eric, this is this is the longest we've got. We've seen him sit anywhere since I've been with him in eight years. I, I, this this crazy, is killing bro. him. I don't this know this no, is the kind of shit, this is the kind of stuff that reminds you never to commit a crime because you can never he would never be able to do isolation. He, he leaves uh, his house and goes to the office at nine in the morning and just sits there in his office. Every day. Yeah, every day. I called him this every morning day. at nine. He was sitting in his office. He's rearranged his office. He's rearranged his office like six times. You know, it's just crazy. <laughs> but all of us are super active on the virtual hearths, and uh, you know, we, we've been going to all the different rooms. I host myself, and I bring on Jack and. We're 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 everywhere. So our if yeah. you want to learn, we're the, we're, re- we're really active even when when the coronavirus isn't yep. isn't isn't happening. So you could reach out to any of us and you'll probably get an answer within five minutes. Anything you need yeah. to know about yeah, Espinosa. Or... Oh yeah, good deal. Well, guys, Nothing thanks guys. so much for spending some time with us on this Tuesday evening. We really thanks for having us, guys. Thanks Thank for having you. us. I appreciate it. All right. And for all our viewers and listeners, as always, if you have any questions, email us directly on the website, howaboutthatscar.com. You can also send us questions on Facebook. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. See you. Thank you.